Paranormal Radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, one of the requests that a couple of listeners have made is whether we should have some kind of premium service, you know, with extra content. This is what a lot of the big shows do, you know, out there, you know, where they offer features to listeners that are not part of the normal free offering. Now, of course, the free offering is a radio show with commercials, free access to our forums. We have an online store where you can buy Paracast t-shirts and this, that, and the other thing. But the question here is whether we should have, and we'll brainstorm now, and then our listeners can join in in our email section or getting posts in our forums. But to talk about, for example, a Paracast Pro Premium sort of thingy, okay? Something that would be this extended service. Oh, it sounds cool to me, too. Of course, it is more work, but it sounds good to me. Well, one of the concepts we thought of was having a special chat room. Now, I know that a lot of shows have the chat room, an interactive chat room. But, of course, we're not here 24 hours a day to monitor those chat rooms. Sometimes they get a little bit out of hand. But if we have a special time, a special place where Chris and I or maybe some of our guests can sit there and participate and answer your questions. That's a good possibility. That might work. Yeah, and anything interactive and putting the ball in the court of our listeners and you know, giving them the opportunity to get involved directly with the subjects we cover, the guests we cover, and, and I think the idea of an exclusive chat would, would, I think it would fly. We'd have to look at other kinds of features, maybe have the various participants in our show write special blog entries, keep a special official Paracast Pro blog, where we talk about things, about research, about things that may be more intimate than just a general purpose blog, something more focused towards our listeners. That's another possibility. The other thing is here whether we should have special interviews, special videos. You do a lot of interesting videos, for example. And maybe we could offer that as premium content. I do have a lot of stuff that I have not posted. Yeah, I know. I know. And we want to see what that is. By the way, we are working, by the way, with our webmasters to take OurStrangePlanet.com and bring it into the 22nd century. Not the 21st century, but the 22nd century. So we're hoping that's going to happen real soon. Sure. But the other idea here is maybe make a special place for the older shows, the ones a year or two old, because we've been on the air since 2006. Put them in a special area, a special area just for premium members. Now, premium, of course, let's be frank about it. Premium means that we'll have a modest monthly subscription fee or an annual fee. We're not going to make it high because nobody has money nowadays. You know, the economy's in the toilet, and we don't want to just take money from our listeners. What we're trying to do is give you a value-added service, something beyond what we could do with the regular Paracast radio show, and you charge a subscription because the people who participate and work with us, they're going to want to get paid for it. That would be nice. <laughs> be a change. So, so now I had Whoa, said change is good. Change is good. Change I can believe in. Great, great, great. Sure, that would be usable from all of us here. Now, the one thing to mention here too is that we welcome your ideas as to how we should do this, how to set it up, what features to add, and if you're skilled, say, at coding, you know, internet forums and blogs and stuff like that, maybe then you can assist us. Maybe then you'll be able to help us advance the entire state of the art. We have a talented listenership out there, and boy, it'd be great for one or more people to step up and uh, really help put this whole thing into uh, the next level. I think it's a great idea, Gene. 
as I said, we're calling it the Paracast Pro, not because, you know, it's the best title. It's just something that I came up with. And you may find that title to be perfectly awful. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I need to think about it a little bit. I think, you know, my my initial reaction is a positive one. But, uh, you know, perhaps we could put this ball in our, uh, you know, listenership court and the forum.theparacast.com and uh, maybe, you know, monitor that thread that you have going about uh, ideas for this uh, this new uh, this new forward progress uh, here at the Paracast. Definitely something that I hope we could, you know, extend. It's not obviously just a trick to make some money from listeners, because if we didn't give value, it's no sense doing it, because that's been the goal of the Paracast from day one is to provide interesting discussions on all paranormal issues. We're not going to pander to our listeners. We're not going to create fake controversies. And I know some shows out there do it. They will go unnamed because they want people to visit their forums. They want hits on their websites. And maybe you make money from that for a small amount of time, but I think people get bored because they want something bigger, better, better every time. And I don't believe in that kind of radio. You know, if I had to do that kind of radio, I'd go off and, and eat cat food or something <laughs> and give it all up. Or maybe uh, sign up to uh, monitor the uh, Inquirer's website or something. Well, you know, there's a former guy from the Inquirer who also has books and everything about all the things he's done. We may have him on the show in the near future. Well, it can't be Bob Pratt because he passed away a number of years ago. He was one of the few shining lights, uh, I think, at the Inquirer for a number of years in the 70s into the 80s, I think, uh, where he he covered some very, very interesting stories and did some really good in-depth uh, field investigations that appeared in the Inquirer of all places, including some of the original articles that were written about the uh, Manuel Gomez case outside of Dulce in 77 through 79, uh, some of the cattle mutilation cases that uh, we've discussed in the past here on the show. But, uh, you know, it's I, I'm always reminded of the <laughs> original Men in Black movie, where Tommy Lee Jones grabs a copy of something that looks like the Enquirer and says, hey, we got to get the news out somehow. <laughs> it's funny. We don't take the National Enquirer seriously at all. And then they come up with stories like, of course, former Senator John Edwards fathering a child out of wedlock about the affair he had. And nobody in the mainstream media would pay any attention. It's a National Enquirer. How could they possibly be telling the truth? Guess what? The story was right on. Sometimes that scoop uh, should be used with a kitty litter box or something, I guess. Yeah, I think about that. Kitty litter boxes, they always represent serious problems, all those kitty litter boxes. But, you know, it's not the morning fish wrapper when a paper like that gets a headline and the headline is accurate. It really is. Before we go into our guest, Joshua P. Warren, can you tell our listeners about this trip you're taking in May? Probably about the time people hear this show. Maybe we won't have you back because you'll be caught in the maelstrom of another dimension. (laughs) Well, let's hope we get some really good quality data if that happens. Uh, We I do plan a trip up there. I'm going to be accompanied by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. We have uh, I've already booked quite a uh, interesting double blind uh, setup where we go to specific areas, uh, some of which I've never even been to in the valley that. Uh, have potential for future uh, field investigation work. And we're going to be armed to the teeth with some really cool gear. And I hope to make a 
uh, recording uh, at some point during the week that I'm going to be up there where we update uh, the Paracast audience to some of the goings-ons that uh, that we're going to be you know looking into up there, including a ranch case uh, in extreme northern central New Mexico that, quite frankly, uh, rivals anything I've ever heard, if there's any truth to uh, very sincere testimony from the rancher and his wife and family. Uh, it could be very exciting, and I'm looking forward to... You know, once again, uh, doing a sojourn back up to the San Luis Valley and really digging into some of the mysteries that uh, that I know are lurking just under the surface there. We'll look at Poor Man's Paranormal, a manual on using household items to document ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and psychic activity right now. Lots of other stuff coming from Joshua P. Warren. Once again, neighbors, we do want to hear from you about our plans for a PowerCast Pro service. Even if you think it's a bad idea, okay? But if you have an idea of what features we might offer, maybe even the prices we should charge for the extended services, we want to have your suggestions. Then we'll see where to go, if we go anywhere with it. Write to us, news at thepowercast.com. Once again, our email address is news at thepowercast.com. I guarantee we read each and every letter we get, and we answer most of them. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing Mother's Day special. A beautiful bouquet of two dozen assorted Mother's Day roses with a free glass vase plus a free box of chocolates, all for just $29.99. Just visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code MANY. These two dozen Mother's Day roses are bursting with color. They're the perfect way to show all the moms in your life how much you appreciate them. Two dozen assorted roses guaranteed to stay beautiful for at least seven full days, plus a free glass vase and a free box of chocolates, all for just $29.99. But hurry, this special offer ends Friday. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and it's your last chance to take care of mom. The only way to get your last chance Mother's Day offer is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code MANY. Go to proflowers.com, secret code MANY. That's proflowers.com, code MANY. Hello. Hello again, I'm back. This is John Swenson at Midas Resources. And I want to address a couple of issues that I hear about daily when we're talking about gold and silver. First, is there anything to suggest that sunny skies are just ahead? We continue to print fiat dollars, inflation worsens, there's civil unrest around the world, and the demand for gold and silver has never, ever been higher. Next, if you heard that possessing metals is a complicated process, I assure you that whether we're discussing a direct purchase or an IRA rollover, this is a simple, straightforward transaction. This is all about protecting your assets, and frankly, what are your options? The stock market, real estate, metal certificates? I don't think so. Please call me, 800-686-2237, extension 128. I promise a casual conversation, no pressure, no nonsense. I'm John Swenson at 800-686-2237. Extension 128, and I sincerely look forward to hearing from you. This is an urgent message. Urgent if you care about feeding your family. S510 has passed through Congress and will make the sale of heirloom seeds difficult. 
prices of non-GMO seeds are skyrocketing and may be hard to afford in the future, if you can even find them. As the economy continues to decline, this will make the heirloom seeds worth their weight in gold and one of the best barter tools available. When food supplies eventually run out, your solution is to grow your own food and barter tool. Now, for a short time, GetSeeds.net offers 100 packets of heirloom non-GMO vegetable seeds for only $59. Pay with two ounces of pure silver or just $59. The best price on the net for high-quality seeds. Our GetSeeds.net seeds are open pollinated vegetable seeds sealed in a Mylar bag for long-term storage. Bulk pricing available, so get seeds while you still can at GetSeeds.net or call toll-free 877-341-4769. That's 877-341-4769. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com We return. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien, ahead of his great voyage on a evidence hunting expedition with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and we'll be getting reports on that as they progress, assuming he is not captured by aliens. But Chris is here today Uncaptured. I will never be captured by aliens because they'll look at me and throw me back. That's why I'm never abducted, by the way. They'd say, oh, throw him back. We're talking today to Joshua P. Warren, and he's got a new book, which is interesting. It's called Poor Man's Paranormal. Now, is this meant to be serious or is it kind of, uh, you know, whimsical in a sense, Joshua? Uh, It is serious. Uh, In fact, I find that so many people see paranormal investigation teams on television using thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment that many get the wrong impression. They think you can't be a paranormal investigator unless you have a fortune to spend and all kinds of advanced technical knowledge. But in fact, uh, you can collect some very valuable data using just household items and things which are quickly accessible to you when that random, spontaneous, unexpected manifestation might occur. And so this book is uh, something that everyone should keep on hand for those occasions. Okay, let's kind of define it here, and we'll refer listeners to actually check out the book for more details. But say I want to look for ghosts, or I saw something that appears to be a ghost at my house, at my grandmother's old house that is rumored to be haunted, whatever. So for ghosts, 
What kind of household items are going to help me in my investigation? Well, the simplest thing that we always refer people to is a compass. Compasses are cheap, they are widely available, and of course a compass is naturally sensitive to magnetic fields. We know they should always point north. If they don't, something is affecting them. If they're spinning or they're pointing in a different direction, that's a very simple way of determining if there's some odd electromagnetic field. Uh, also, if you don't have some fancy electrostatic field detector that will pick up charges, because many of them can cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you can just take a fluorescent light bulb and walk around your house with it in dark or dim lighting conditions. And if you encounter a strong electrostatic field, that bulb will start to glow and blink in your hand, even when it's not connected to anything, and indicate that you do have an electrostatic field. You can even make an EMF meter, very simply. You can make uh, a voltmeter. You can take flour and uh, a black piece of plastic and sprinkle the flour over the plastic and then monitor it to see if it's been disturbed, if any type of field or current has moved through there. Of course, there are techniques in here for how to build something like a thermometer if you don't have a thermometer around. You can take uh, flashlights, laser pointers, all these simple things that most people have around the house and use them. Uh, in fact, one of the interesting things a lot of people don't think about is that you can take simple streamers made out of something like strips of toilet paper and hang them up in areas where ghosts have been seen. Now, our listeners, some of more skeptical listeners out there, are going to listen to this and say, toilet tissue? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have some obvious connections there that are sarcastic in nature. But explain this in more detail. Well, if you take a strip of toilet paper and hang it up from the ceiling and then take something like a balloon and rub it on your hair to build up a charge and you bring that balloon next to those strips of toilet paper, they will stick to it. They'll start to sway around and move. In fact, if there is a thunderstorm rolling in and you have a buildup of electrostatic charges in the air, you can see it influence those things which are sensitive and delicate and fine and attached to those fields. And so if you have some type of a manifestation, which includes an electrostatic component, this provides a visual aid for you. What I find is that Nine times out of ten, if a person sees what that person believes is a ghost, they have nothing more than a story, an anecdote. There are all kinds of questions about what that person perceived. But any little extra bit of information as far as what measurable conditions may have been changing or related to the event in the environment is valuable for someone who's trying to look at this from a skeptical point of view and determine what has happened. And there are all kinds of uh, examples of simple things that can be used not only to document ghostly activity, but also UFOs, cryptid, psychic phenomena. And this is uh, a way of getting some kind of a handle on the data in the atmosphere. Let me ask you an obvious sarcastic question here. Have you used any of this stuff? And let's talk about the ghosts and we'll get into the cryptids and the UFOs. Have you used any of this stuff to actually validate the technology? Oh, sure. Yeah, all, all these things. Every single one of the things in the book are things that I have used in a field investigation. Uh, for example, I happen to own a very large, expensive collection of equipment. I mean, I've been accruing equipment for probably 20 years. 
And I'm one of those guys you see on TV who has thousands and thousands of dollars worth of meters. And so what I do is take some of these expensive devices out in the field, and I use them alongside with some of these very simple improvised techniques, what some consider the MacGyver method. And I look at you know the comparison between what the expensive scientific data is giving me and what I'm getting from the balloon or the strip of toilet paper or the, the compass or the bulb, that sort of thing. And what I find is that, yes, you are going to get far better data if you have some type of professional device that is producing a result for you. You can plug into a defined, specific system. But the more homegrown household methods are actually quite good at giving you the general data. I mean, they tend to give you feedback at the same time you get feedback from the more expensive devices. Joshua, just for those who never watched TV in the 1980s, who or what is a MacGyver? <laughs> well, MacGyver was a uh, <laughs> an ABC fictional character who had a background in sort of uh, improvised military work and he uh, was very old-fashioned he didn't like to use guns and so on but uh, he had a very scientific engineering type mind and so whenever he was given a mission instead of bringing in all kinds of fancy James Bond kind of trinkets and tools he would just take whatever was around him in his environment and have the imagination and skill to sort of create on the spot an innovative little tool that would help him to uh, achieve his mission. Now, I understand MacGyver was a TV show starring Richard Dean Anderson, who later went on to appear in Stargate SG-1, which was the TV version of the movie Stargate. So if anyone figures that out, there you go. (laughs) If you catch the show, I guess Netflix has it. It might be fun, and I guess also if you're using household items on a TV show, you don't have to spend lots of money for special effects. You don't have to have a queue in there who would go in there and give you all this advanced technology, spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars per episode. You know what? If I can do it with toilet paper, why do I need this advanced circuitry, right? And also, I feel like that if we had, let's say, just maybe 5 or 10% of the population in this country with a professional level team, with all of the scientific tools, uh, I think those people, that 5 or 10%, would be far less beneficial than if 50 or 60% of the population knew how to use whatever devices they have right around them at any given moment. I mean, We have to use like- this, Joshua. This has to be used. It is the break. We have Joshua P. Warren. We're going to learn about the MacGyver technique of paranormal investigation with him. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors. Meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so 
easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. Reality check. There are many so-called health products coming out that are here today but will be gone tomorrow. They're fads. They're hype and a lot of gimmick. Life Change Tea is no fad. We've been around for years and we've been slowly growing. And our products have attracted loyal customers. Why? Because our products work. Cleansing your body. Losing weight. More energy. And better overall health. And you might ask, says who? Our customers say. A company shows its colors with how many people reorder the product. So don't be afraid. We're the real deal. Log on to GetTheTea.com and read all the testimonies. In fact, log on and order at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Or call us at 928-308-0408. There's no call centers, just a friendly operator. 928 928- 308-0408. Once again, 928-308-0408. The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. 40 cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available. With a 25-year shelf life, a full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, Call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver. That's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver. UtopiaSilver.com or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. UtopiaSilver.com. Taking back America's health care one American at a time. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. Joshua P. Warren is telling us about the MacGyver techniques, how to use household items to be a paranormal investigator here on the Paracast. Chris, you want to pick up on the questioning? This is fascinating because I'd like to know also whether any of these things are things that maybe you might have used in your research. Well, I, I really applaud the uh, the concept, uh, Joshua. I, I think it's a real it's a very empowering approach to getting people, you know, your average everyday person, like you mentioned, that doesn't have the, you know, possibly the financial resources to buy the gear. I think you've come up with with a a great workaround for people that want to get involved in this. But the first thing that that springs into my mind um, has to do with the <laughs> the motto of the Paracast. And that is separating signal from noise. I'm a little nervous about a lot of people that have a, a you know some quality training from your book, but are going out there with uh, MacGyverized um, detection equipment and possibly misinterpreting the data. And this, uh, how do you deal with the the noise that the potential noise that might be uh, generated around the signal in this case, uh, obviously the analytical process is paramount. How do you approach that? Well, I guess the the key element here is to look at the alternative. I mean, the alternative is to have nothing more than a person's individual subjective report. And so the idea is that something here, however rough, is better than nothing. And uh, you know, if a person tells me. I have seen a ghost. I may have nothing based upon that report that I can follow up on and give any meaningful feedback on. But if the person says, I saw a ghost, and at the same time, the light bulbs started blinking in my living room as the ghost was walking around. Now I have something I can work with. I say, well, now, what kind of light bulbs do you have? You know, were they... Were they on or off? And uh, presuming this person is accurately reporting that information, uh, this allows me to now speculate on the nature of what that person saw and whether or not it was actually something paranormal or something uh, normal but unfamiliar to that person. And we deal with that a lot. There are odd things that happen naturally every day which uh, are not necessarily evidence of some spirit come back from the dead. Now, that information I get about the light bulbs may not be specific enough for me to give some type of you know, detailed report on what's happening. But that uh, lets me now take a further testing step, telling that person, okay, we need to focus a little bit more on looking into the electrostatics of that environment. And so it's a starting point, and uh, it may be the only type of uh, point that many people have access to. Well, how do you um, address the issue of setting up proper investigative protocols for aspiring amateur investigators who are, you know, and I think it's a, it's a very ingenious concept of, uh, of MacGyver rigging, uh, you know, everyday household items, to aid you in at least giving you an alarm uh, when something's going off. If you, if you ob- obviously, if you're walking around with a fl- fluorescent bulb and it starts to to glow, to me that would be, uh, and I think that's an ingenious idea. It's a, it's a great detector for uh, for for some sort of field effect that might be occurring. But how do you look at the whole idea of false positives, of creating a system of protocols and documentation so that this data actually is viable for someone like yourself who is looking at it uh, in, in, in the post world and, and coming up with a 
you know, with a system of uh, investigative procedures that you can then continue forward with. In other words, how do you address the whole idea of protocols and documentation? Well, the book starts out by talking about the scientific method in Occam's razor, that the scientific method is imperfect because not everything can be measured scientifically. We, we struggle with that when it comes to things like human emotions or dreams and very psychological phenomena. But as far as measuring what is happening in an environment, uh, the first thing you want to do is, of course, look at the most likely explanation without jumping to something extraordinary. And if you can't immediately find a possible cause for what you are observing, uh, the next thing you have to do, of course, is observe it as much as possible and record it in every possible way. And then, as traditionally in, done in the scientific method, you, over a while, look for any patterns and correlations which might seem to emerge. If I do this, does that happen? You know? And once you find some kind of a pattern, connection, cause and effect, or correlation, then you want to test that out into some type of a hypothesis uh, to see if you can recreate the phenomenon. And if you get to the point where you can recreate it, then you should be able to get a handle on what it is. So the approach is, is very much like any uh, scientific investigation where you go in uh, trying to be conservative and reserve judgment, but little by little collect as many pieces of the puzzle as possible. That's a really good point. Um, and all of a sudden, a light bulb went off over my head, and all of a sudden I realized what you've done is you've come up with a distant early warning system that eliminates a lot of professional field work and casts a wide net and with qualified amateur investigators, then you're able to have at least enough data to determine whether a full-scale investigation with, with proper gear uh, or <laughs> proper gear with uh, proper operators and, and you know, a proper analytical process can be brought to bear on a particular site. I, I, it's ingenious, and I applaud you for this. Well, thank you, Chris, and, and uh, that is how I look at it. Uh, I, I see this as a very practical way to give people some type of empowerment to learn as much as they can while the unpredictable activity is happening because we know that if you wake up in the middle of the night and there's something weird happening in your home, you believe there's some, some creature, there's a UFO outside, whatever, um, by the time you get a hold of an investigation group, you email them or something, and then they email you back and they ask you some questions. Then you email them, and then finally they get all their gear together. It could be, you know, at very least days, if not weeks or months, before the crew comes out. And I know myself that when you wander in to somebody's house, somebody say, quote-unquote, haunted house, uh, and you actually see something paranormal, that's like hitting the jackpot. I mean, that it's so rare, it's so unlikely that d that little slice yeah. of hours, whether it be a full day or two days, that you go into the home, you're going to see what that person has experienced once, maybe living there for a year or two. Um, and so it's good to to know that people will have what they need on hand to make some kind of headway when the spontaneous occurrence is actually happening to them. The obvious question here from the devil's advocate side is, of course, you're putting amateurs to work here with your homebrewed gear. Aren't you afraid of getting a lot of noise before you get that signal, that possibly relevant? 
No, that really is, is not of concern because, to me, again, what's the alternative? You know, the alternative is just a story. So if the person gives me a bunch of meaningless data, that's still better than not having any data at all if it's going to give me some ability to see if that person understands what the person is talking about. I mean, I can tell if somebody knows what they're talking about when they say, I think there's an electrostatic field in my house. And that's one thing that I often do with investigators. You see a lot of investigators running around holding little boxes in their hands that squeal and make noise, and they say, oh, I'm getting something here, I'm getting something there. And you say, well, what is that little box? And the person says, well, it's an electromagnetic field meter. And you say, well, what is an electromagnetic field? And very few of them can give you an accurate definition. <laughs> And if they right. say, well, that was, a, that was a refrigerator turning on, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and you ask them, you know, what is the shape of an electromagnetic field? How does that little box in your hand work? You know, if you disassembled it, could you put it back together again? Um, I ask people who are giving me measurements, if somebody says, I think there's an electrostatic anomaly here, what is an electrostatic anomaly? See, I, I am prepared to be able to discuss that information Make sure they at least have a clue or part of a clue of what's going on. We have Joshua P. Warren. We're exploring paranormal research on the cheap. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many files formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Spring and a new growing season are here. Plan a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Never buy home canning jar lids again. 
No kidding. When you buy Tadler reusable canning lids once, you'll never buy canning lids ever again. Safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways containing BPA. But Tadler reusable canning lids are guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning. Tadler lids are made with a USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, safe for direct food contact, and contain no BPA. Tadler lids are dishwasher safe, usable with standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars, are indefinitely reusable, and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders at reusablecanninglids.com or call 1-877-747-2793, 877-747-2793. Call 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's reusablecanninglids.com for Tadler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. Will I have garlic breath after I take Ali C? We get that question all the time about the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. And the answer is Ali C contains stabilized allicin, nature's antimicrobial agent, and the active ingredient in crushed garlic, but will not give you garlic breath. Scientifically proven in double blind studies, using low doses of allicin greatly reduces the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Our powerful Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin. Just one tablet of Ali C is equivalent to 40 garlic cloves. It's effective against asthma, MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections, and helps lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Plus, it's a natural mosquito repellent. Boost resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 877-888-7126 or garlichealthproducts.com. Fight back with Ali C. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Returning more with Joshua P. Warren exploring paranormal research on the cheap without having to bust your budget. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien on the PowerCast. Before we go into more details on how to do this, like using AM radios to document UFO interference as opposed to the normal interference that the AM band can produce, how did you get trained to do this, Joshua? Did you train yourself? Did you kind of learn from the school of hard knocks? What got you into this thing in the first place? Well, this particular approach goes all the way back to when I was just a kid, you know, learning about science, Uh, you know, elementary and middle school level science projects. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have any money uh, and you don't have the freedom to go out and buy all this equipment that you can get as an adult. And so as a kid, if you want to do scientific experiments, you have to be creative and innovative. And, you know, you you have to build a lot of things. It's like, for example, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have a voltmeter. And my dad didn't have a voltmeter. He didn't need one. And nobody wanted to go spend the money for a voltmeter that nobody needed. So I had to uh, find just some old piece of wire uh, on the back of an appliance and uh, coil that wire around the compass, because, you know, everybody's got a compass. You go camping or something. And uh, once you have a piece of wire coiled around a compass, you've got a voltmeter. Uh, You can stick a battery up to both ends of that wire, and if it has current, then that uh, compass will swing to one side or the other, perpendicular to the field. 
Now, that is not accurate enough to tell you exactly how many volts it is and so on and so forth, but it was good enough to let me learn some general principles, you know, Michael Faraday style, about the relationship between electricity and magnetism. And uh, what I found is that long before I had the money and resources to own all the equipment that I have now, uh, I had to rely on some of these simple methods in order to get my foot in the door. And uh, I sincerely believe that someone who uh, makes all the things in this book, and everything can be made for next to nothing, you could probably make everything in the whole book for less than $100, uh, could actually go out and start training as a professional paranormal investigator. You know, And, and there are people who have contacted me already who are having poor man's paranormal parties where they're inviting friends over, and uh, they have the list of all the different items needed, and in one, in one or two nights they make all this stuff, and then they go out and they start investigating with it. And if you find that this works for you and you're happy with it, well, then this will give you the confidence to start learning more and spending more money and becoming more proficient at doing something which doesn't really have any strict guideline in, in nature. You know, this is you can't really get qualified at investigating what you don't know about. You know, it's a mysterious, mysterious subject, and so you just have to go out there and... Uh, and experience for yourself what is happening and what it might be connected to. Of all the things anyone can possibly do in their lives, what led you to this subject above anything else? Well, for one thing, when it comes to the idea of science, science is all about trying to explain the unexplained. And so paranormal research is really the purest form of scientific philosophy. And I'm a very curious person, I am always driven to understand the mechanisms by which the things around me operate. And I also feel that if there is value in rarity, well, these are some of the rarest experiences that you can have, and therefore they must be enormously valuable. And it took me years before I was able to go into a house and see what I would call a ghost. It took me years before I saw objects flying off the walls of a house, and I couldn't explain you know, why they were flying off the wall, where this force came from. And every time you see something like that, as rare as it may be, it inspires you to want to know more and more. And I think one of the best examples can be given based on the work that my team and I have done at Brown Mountain in western North Carolina, side of the Brown Mountain Lights. Now, the Brown Mountain Lights are these multicolored spheres of illumination that have been seen floating around this ridge for perhaps 100 years. Now, I should point out to our listeners, last week when we talked to Micah Hanks, he gave us somewhat of a basis on the Brown Mountain Lights, and I mentioned at the time that I had gone up to Weissman's View, one of the places where you supposedly see the lights. I saw planes and no lights. It was a horrendous drive up there, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you know, many of the so-called real scientists over the, uh, the generations have not even ventured to investigate the lights because they dismissed them out of hand as an old ghost story. But uh, we, on the other hand, spent about 15 years putting in the observation time, which, mind you, is the first step of the scientific method is observation, and um, bringing scientists up there who were far more qualified than ourselves, physicists and geologists and so on, to monitor what we were doing and make sure that we were gathering data accurately. And uh, eventually we determined that most of these are a natural phenomenon, a type of plasma similar to ball lightning. 
and we ended up earning the cover of a science journal in 2004 because we reproduced it on a miniature scale in the laboratory. In fact, there's a video demonstration of this you can watch for free at my website, uh, joshuapwarren.com. Okay, and so this what, is not ET, it's not paranormal, it's totally natural. Well, most of it is, and not only is it natural, but by understanding how it manifests in nature, we also know how it could be possibly used for practical purposes, like assisting in wireless communication, uh, propulsion systems, both lethal and non-lethal weaponry. All kinds of practical knowledge comes from understanding how to control plasmas, but none of that information would be at our disposal if it weren't for having the open-mindedness to go out and look at an old ghost story. Regardless right. whether the ghost story is real or not, right? That's, that's right, absolutely. Because you have to think about it. If 150 years ago, if some old cow pokes out, you know, and he's walking through the field at night and looks up and sees a light, he doesn't say, well, look, there's a plasma on the mountain, you know. No, that's a ghost to him. That's a hint to him. So you have to look at the, the mindset and the point of view of the individuals throughout history who have seen these things who were not prepared to understand them because technology had not caught up to, to that time yet. Chris? You know, that's a really good point, and I think uh, there's a wealth of investigative potential that exists within, you know, lo location-specific regions where, you know, reoccurring phenomena have been reported for decades, even generations, hundreds of years uh, in some cases. And, you know, I think it's really important that we get more people involved monitoring these areas. I, I've come up with a an interesting formula uh, to identify a hotspot or a portal area. And one of those points of, you know, of observation of an area is that there's a history of some sort of unusual occurrence or reoccurrence of uh, a fairly, how would I put this, a, a fairly consistent type of, of phenomenal event that occurs over and over again over a period of years or generations. And, you know, the Brown Mountain Lights, the Marfa Lights, uh, there's a, a, a number of examples that could be used uh, in this regard. And I think, Joshua, you're right. The more people we have monitoring these types of, of hotspot areas or location-specific investigative sites, obviously the more data we're going to accumulate and, and the more we're going to be able to support um, some sort of process that flies in the, in the face of the scientific <laughs> – how would I put this uh, tactfully – Scientists have a let's put it this way. Scientists have a lot a major problem with amateurs uh, impinging on their investigative territory, and I think that that if we accumulate enough quality, um, ad hoc sort of MacGyverized data, it's going to uh, reach a, a, a tipping point where science has to take these places and these these locations seriously. And and I, I really. The more I think about it, the more I applaud your your idea. Let's let's get grassroots. Let's really let's train people if they're really interested enough to 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 be able to to utilize their ad hoc gear. Let's train them. Let's get them all on the same page. Let's get a good system of protocols together. Let's get a good system of documentation uh, together. Let's get some some serious investigators helping them analyzing their data and move forward with this. I mean, we're spinning our wheels in this darn field. I, keep, I sound like a broken record here on this show. We're spinning our wheels. We're not taking the ball. We're not moving it forward down the field. And I applaud 
your very uh, ingenious, insightful, practical way of, of making that happen. Thank you. Well, thank you. That uh, means a lot to me to, to know that, you know, you can see the vision there for how this may give people that first step. And, you know, even children, as I sort of alluded to, can make a lot of this stuff. And this is a great way for children to learn about science in general, you know, building these things to go Man, I wish I had this book when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I wish I had this book, Joshua, when I was a kid. I'll tell you what, I used to build electronic things when I was a kid about four or 500 years ago before there was anything electronic. <laughs> but seriously, Joshua P. Warren joins us, Paranormal on the Cheap. We'll talk about the book, about the concept, and lots more. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast with Joshua P. Warren, the MacGyver Way. If you're familiar with that age-old ABC TV program of exploring the paranormal on the cheap. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is a possible tool is an AM radio and maybe the interference generated by UFOs or something. But with AM radio, and I'm someone who's been on AM radio, we are on AM radio in some cities, this show, the Powercast. I know that AM radio is particularly vulnerable to all sorts of noise. I mean, the noise comes from your power line. You turn the radio, you get noise. You turn the antenna, you don't get noise. So what about maybe a UFO sighting would deliver noise that's distinctive, Joshua? Well, you know, a lot of people who listen to your show may have realized that as they listen to the program, if a thunderstorm happens to roll in, every time lightning strikes the distance, they will hear a little noise on the station. And uh, similarly, if you have your radio too close to one of the old computer monitors, uh, it would cause a crackle in the background. And the reason is that any time there is some type of a large discharge of electricity near an antenna, uh, that is sending forth an enormous ripple of electromagnetism that temporarily overpowers that device. 
So it is going to just create a, even though it might be two seconds, a little burst or whatever of energy, that burst of energy is going to be significant enough to give you that moment where you get a wide band of interference. And in the same way, uh, you can go outside sometimes when there's a big meteor shower and put your radio on a lower AM band and right as a meteor comes sort of crackling through the atmosphere and, and breaking through the ionosphere, it will also send out an electromagnetic pulse, and you can hear that on the radio. And so many of these UFOs seem to produce the same kind of result. Um, they seem to have a very powerful energy field around them that uh, is radiating. And that's why, of course, some people not only see UFOs, but uh, apparently experience what is considered UFO blindness, which is a form of conjunctivitis, where your eyes will swell up and become red and bloodshot because you're looking at something that's highly radioactive, uh, especially if you're looking at something like the sun, say. Uh, and in addition to that, we have all kinds of accounts of people, of course, who are driving down the road in some desolate desert, and the UFO comes overhead, and the car stops working. You know, so and this is very similar to what you may have seen on one of these documentary channels, where the cops send some type of an EM pulse out to the bad guy's car, and it stops running. Uh, and so uh, it seems that the type of energy around the UFO can also create a similar interference on a low AM radio band. And that is to say that if you look outside and you see some type of a UFO, but you're not picking up any interference on your radio, well, then you can say it's possible that what I'm seeing here is not some highly energetic object. I mean, I should especially know because for years, I've produced a contest in Western North Carolina where we invite creative people, hobbyists, and engineers to come together and try to create fake UFOs. They have to be able to fly, and they have to be safe. And we launch these things and have a big party and videotape them and photograph them and then use them as a reference when we are analyzing supposed UFO imagery to see if what we're looking at could be a fake, a hoax, or, or something that's a lot more conventional. But if I see a UFO... Yeah, like a Chinese lantern. I'm just going to say, if a Chinese lantern is out there, it's not going to provide interference on your AM radio. But if you see a UFO and the radio starts crackling, you know you're looking at a much more serious and substantial object. Exactly. And as a prior guest on the show, Ray Stanford pointed out, there was also an emotional, almost uh, um, psychological effect uh, that UFO energy fields, uh, electromagnetic and gravitic fields have on the human brain. And he's coined the term euphoria. And um, whenever he feels this particular sensation, uh, it's it's a calmness. It's a clarity of of, of thought process. It has a uh, what he has determined is a physiological and, and almost an emotional effect on him. He knows to grab his camera and run out, even though he hasn't seen anything. He's been able to identify the physiological reactions of his body to these um, exotic fields, and then that that to him is like an alarm clock ringing. He runs out and is able to film uh, you know, dozens, actually, of, of UFO sightings. And, you know, Joshua, this is really – I'm, I'm, the more I listen to you and, and the more we talk about this, the more excited I'm getting 
uh, I think that this this is what you're proposing here is a is like a distant early warning net that like we used to have during the Cold War where we had a a chain of radar stations uh, across the uh, the Arctic Circle to prepare for Russian ICBMs and and what you're proposing is a similar system that gives uh, more professional minded investigators kind of a um, a wake-up call or an alarm clock, uh, you know, some sort of indication that, that there's a fairly qualified person who has been trained to the extent of being able to identify certain scientific processes that then uh, deserve to be uh, further investigated. And, you know, I, I think this is great. I, the more ideas like this, Joshua, that we can come up with to empower the younger generations of people that are seeing all these ghost shows – that are watching Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, that are that are really wanting to get involved but don't really have a clue how to. I, I, I think that this totally levels the playing field and gives the younger generations uh, an impetus and a, a wherewithal to actually get involved. This is great stuff, man. Well, thank you, because that was the intention. Uh, and, and it also was a response to so many people who contact me every year and they say, what do I have to do to be a paranormal investigator? And, um, and of course, I have to tell all these people that really there's nothing stopping you um, because you can't really go to school and become an expert on studying something that nobody can explain. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and so if you have to carve your own pathway, and to do that, you have to learn as much as possible about all the possibilities. And I think one of the reasons that so many of your, your bona fide credentialed PhD scientists from big universities and so on are not out there doing this is because, for one thing, they simply don't have the time. And secondly, it is not nearly as profitable to go out and study something that may or may not give you a positive result after you've spent 20 years on it versus something that you know is real and is tangible, uh, like studying you know, the biological process of an animal or you know, studying what the, the, the moon and the sun and the stars are. So it's all or, about getting grants and getting something accomplished now rather than something where you have no idea when or if you'll have results. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And you can understand that. And you also can understand why that if a person goes to school for all those years, and wants to get a degree, once they've got it, they want to make the most of it. And uh, that means, you know, getting maybe tenure someday at a university. And so uh, it's not worth the risk for many of them to go out and publicly investigate controversial or, or material. Uh, on the other hand, you do find that all the time, I talk to some of your smartest people, I mean, Nobel Prize winners, uh, and people who have you know, invented remarkable devices, and uh, they'll want to talk to me privately and tell me all their theories and all their ideas about you know, what uh, the aliens are up to and, and what ghosts are, and they'll tell you about profound experiences they themselves have had, but they want those conversations to be kept in confidence. They have to be politically correct. Well, I was just going to ask. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. i got to grab a hold of that one. Okay, you've talked to Nobel Prize winners and top scientists, and they've told you privately that they have a sense of what the aliens are up to. Uh, can we uh, hypothetically, in a 
a non-personal way ascribing uh, this information in individuals. Can we talk about that uh, real quick and digress? Or uh... And before we even continue with that question, we're talking to Joshua P. Warren. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation. What's going on as a nation? We do these same things as, personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at chachingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Chachingwisdom.com. Hello again, I'm back. This is John Swenson at Midas Resources. And I want to address a couple of issues that I hear about daily when we're talking about gold and silver. First, is there anything to suggest that sunny skies are just ahead? We continue to print fiat dollars, inflation worsens, there's civil unrest around the world, and the demand for gold and silver has never, ever been higher. Next, if you heard that possessing metals is a complicated process, I assure you that whether we're discussing a direct purchase or an IRA rollover, this is a simple, straightforward transaction. This is all about protecting your assets, and frankly, what are your options? The stock market, real estate, metal certificates? I don't think so. Please call me, 800-686-2237, extension 128. I promise a casual conversation, no pressure, no nonsense. I'm John Swenson at 800-686-2237, extension 128, and I sincerely look forward to hearing from you. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. 
month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. We're back with Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And we're exploring the unknown with Joshua P. Warren. And he says he's talked to Nobel Prize winners and others on the QT about their experiences and expectations and knowledge. Can you answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, many of the people that I talk to who are truly intelligent people who have accomplished major things in science are very open to the reality that there is probably more life in the universe than what we find on this planet. I mean, obviously, most of them don't know much more than you or I probably do about what's happening, but all of them say, say that it's, it's pretty clear that there is evidence that what is here on Earth did not seem to gradually just evolve over a nice linear pathway. It, instead, there are periods of time when suddenly there seems to be a huge jump forth, you know, a, a big, abrupt, jagged surge in development, which is not so easy to account for if you look at the traditional view of, you know, biological evolution. And that is to say that at certain points in time that humans have been influenced by something else that gave them... Well, you know, life in general, just, just life in general, Joshua, the Precambrian explosion... Uh, we had a guest on a few segment, uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Dr. John Brandenburg, who suggested that Mars meteorites ejected from Mars with life may have actually uh, helped seed and, and jumpstart life here in the Precambrian explosion on Earth. So even just basic biology can be affected by this. What you're saying they're suggesting is that that even human development could be uh, impacted. Absolutely, no doubt about it, because we have this sense that we know just about everything that's happening in the world, which is a very false illusion. That is to say that right now we live in a world when for the first time ever you can communicate almost instantly with someone in China, you know, someone on the other side of the globe. You can look almost instantly at any spot on the planet using a satellite. You can turn on the TV and go live via satellite to any place on the planet where some news story is developing. And so that gives many people this false sense that, well, there's nothing left to be discovered. Uh, we can go and see whatever we want at any time and get information at the speed of light. Therefore, there's nothing new. But that could not be uh, a more unreliable and false perception because we are not fully grasping the unbelievable magnitude, the incomprehensible mass 
of the vastness all around us, you know, this unknown void, which becomes more and more intriguing all the time. And it's funny to me that the other day I was sitting at a restaurant with a few friends, and I said uh, out of the blue, let's do a little test, a little experiment. And I said, right now, let's see who the first person is who can take a picture of this salt shaker. And suddenly everybody starts, you know, scrambling and rushing for their cell phones. One of my friends got a picture of the salt shaker in seven seconds. And, of course, then the rest followed suit very quickly, and just about everybody had a picture of the salt shaker in less than 15 seconds. Now, never in the history of mankind have we had a point when the average person in a civilized, you know, country is able to photograph something that just spontaneously appears in less than 10 seconds. Because that we have this ability all around us now, um, again, a lot of people think, well, if there were ghosts, if there were UFOs, everybody should have a picture of one by now. The fact of the matter is, there are tons and tons of new images that are coming out every day, but the downside is the same technology that allows you to capture those things so quickly has also made it incredibly easy to hoax them. And so now the challenge becomes how do we differentiate fact from fiction? And what you find is that an image itself is only worth so much. An image alone will never prove anything. You take something like the Patterson Bigfoot film, okay? I don't know what was on that film. I really don't. I don't intend to get into that. But the point is, it doesn't matter, does it? Whether or not that was a real Bigfoot or a guy in a suit, the footage proved nothing. And so in order for us to make headway, we have to combine imagery with all of these other tools that allow us to document what's happening before us. And that is where society is lacking, understanding how to measure the physical and the atmospheric environments that might somehow give us support for what is being seen in that image. Yeah, really good point. As the technology increases, we have the ability to document more of our reality up close and personal, but we also have the ability to fabricate reality, which is has be, I think it's really becoming a serious uh, problem, not so much scientifically, but more culturally. Footage like the Jerusalem video, I'm still getting videos from people saying, have you seen this? Oh, this is so amazing. And it's like been two months, three months since, uh, you know, the initial analysis has, has come down the pike. And, uh, and people culturally aren't aware of, of that history, that, that, that chain of, of, of documentation and, and an analysis. They're not aware of it, yet they're discovering the initial footage, and it's, it's, it's like a snowball in the culture. So, you know, we're dealing with a, with a kind of a double-edged sword here. You're proposing training amateurs um, with amateur equipment to be like a distant early warning uh, system or – you know, a precursor, kind of a, a re- recon team to go out and document sites, yet it's also fertile ground for people to take this and further muddy the waters, further provide noise into the signals, as, as is our contention here, that we need to separate the signal from the noise. So how do you surmount that? I mean, is there any way to separate the wheat from the chaff as you're empowering people to go out and document things? Sure, and it really is all based in that undeniable and ultimate goal of the scientific method, and that is repeatability. Uh, Whatever you get, however profound it may seem, in the long run, it's not going to be meaningful to anyone else unless it provides the basis 
for repeatability. That is to say, if you have done a proper job of uncovering that relationship of cause and effect, those factors in the environment which need to be present for this paranormal uh, anomaly to present itself, then you should, after a while, be able to predict when it's going to happen. And that's what's so great about, say, Brown Mountain. After all these years, we've now come up with four factors that allow you the highest chances of seeing the Brown Mountain life. And uh, I get uh, people contacting me all the time saying, wow, you know, you're right. We went out there when, when, you know, the temperature was like this and the rainfall was like this and the KP index was like that, and there they were. And so the closer we get to the right answer, uh, the more accurately we'll be able to predict these things. And if you've got a ghost in your house that is appearing under some regular conditions and you learn what those conditions are, then you should be able to tell me when I can come to your house and have the highest chances of seeing that ghost. And, uh, in fact, just recently uh, we discovered that in the old jail and gallows which I have here in Asheville. I've got a museum set up in there. I'll tell you what, uh, we we'll go into that museum and we'll go about repeatability and all that okay. stuff in a moment. Joshua P. Warren joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. <clears throat> Sore throat? Spray that with Dermatol. <coughs> Diaper rash? Spray that with Dermatol. Ouch! Burn or cut? Spray that with Dermatol for shockingly fast relief. If you had room for only one first aid product in your preparedness kit, you need Dermatol because it works on almost every skin irritation or injury. All natural Dermatol brings amazing relief to burns, cuts, scrapes, bites, boils, shingles, rashes, elderly skin tears, even chronic diabetic ulcers and bed sores. Dermatol is an all natural antimicrobial, antiviral, and antifungal wound cleanser that speeds healing with no side effects, is safe for all ages and skin types, and is even safe enough to spray on sore throats or onto sore eyes. Read our many testimonials at Dermatol.com, spelled D-E-R-M-A-T-O-L.com. Order online at Dermatol.com or call 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Effective, efficient, economical. Spray it all with Dermatol. The U.S. economy is at a tipping point. 40 cents of every dollar the government spends is borrowed. The president of the Federal Reserve in Dallas was recently quoted saying, this path will lead to insolvency, resulting in the collapse of our government and our economy. 
Our country can't function like this, and neither can your household. That's why you need to prepare, and priority one is your food supply. Fortunately, it's easy and affordable with the help of Ready Reserve Foods. Ready Reserve Foods has been a premier supplier of long-term storable foods for 37 years. Their unique process assures the highest quality long-term food storage available with a 25-year shelf life. A full-year supply of quality food for two people costs a fraction of what you pay at the grocery store. For a free, full-color catalog, call 800-453-2202. That's 800-453-2202. Or visit readyreservefoods.com. Ready Reserve Foods, making preparedness simple since 1972. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. We return. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast with Joshua P. Warren. And the question, of course, on the table is repeatability. And you were about to talk about this museum. Would you please proceed, Joshua? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I've got a museum in the old jail and gallows building here in Asheville, North Carolina. It's the last standing structure of the old jail complexes on Marjorie Street, and they used to hang people all up and down the street, and uh, it's got uh, quite a dark history. But nonetheless, the museum has only been open since December, and uh, the docent of the museum, a lady named Kat, was closing up by herself on, uh, I believe it was Sunday, January 23rd of this year. And uh, Kat was walking through a little theater section we've got in the back room. She was startled because she slammed right into a tall, dark man. And she thought she just rudely walked into somebody who'd come into the museum without her knowledge. And then he disappeared. Now, she'd never had an experience like this, so it rattled her. And uh, she quickly you know, closed up and, and contacted me afterward, pretty frightened by what had happened to her. And so, uh, you know, that was interesting on its own. Well, less than three hours later, our chief historian, a man named Vance Pollack, who had no knowledge of Kat's experience, found out that a former sheriff of Buncombe County and chief of police of Asheville named John Lyerly had killed himself in our building in 1924. He went in there and put his service revolver to his right temple, and he did it on January 23rd of 1924, exactly 87 years to the day 
before Cat saw this apparition. Now, to see this develop, you know, just to be right there myself with people whom I know and trust, and to see those factors develop over a period of hours was enough to send a chill down my spine. This is the kind of thing where all the pieces come together so well, it's almost like a story you could tell around a campfire. I know that she had this profound experience, and I know that on that same day, a few hours later, another friend found out about the suicide and that it was that exact day. Let now, me ask you a fast question here, Joshua. Moving mm-hmm. back to the Brown Mountain Lights, about repeatability. So I want to go back there. Can you tell me what conditions need to be present for me to see something? Absolutely. And, and before I do that, the point of the ghost story is that that is a repeatability factor. Guess what we're going to be doing next January 23rd? We're going to be sitting there waiting for this ghost to appear. And you have to, to look for these patterns like that. At Brown Mountain, uh, there are four variables that will help you uh, see the Brown Mountain lights. And I can explain also why these four variables matter. But first, I'll just tell you what they are. Uh, number one is time of year. And that is about mid-October up to early November. Secondly, if it's during or just after a rainy period. Third is if there happens to be an extra amount of carbon in the air, like, like a bunch of campers who are out there burning campfires. Or, in fact, one year, I think it might have been 2000, there was actually a forest fire down the road. And the last factor is... When the KP index measures a 5 or above, and that is a measurement of the disturbance of the Earth's magnetosphere. So when the magnetosphere is wobbling around a bit, that seems to enhance it. So those are the four factors, and all those can be found online uh, at brownmountainlights.com. But do you want to know why those factors are important or, uh, or move on? You go for it, man. We're all ears. Okay. Well, to start with, time of year is important, Uh, again, October into November, for two reasons. Number one, because that is the time of year when it starts to really shift quickly into cold weather around here. And the difference between daytime and nighttime temperatures is so uh, distinct that that causes the mountain to very quickly cool and contract and squeeze the rocks together. We find that uh, basically, I think the mountain in part acts like a large capacitor. It's got layers of magnetite and quartz all throughout well, that's, the strata. Well, that's important, quartz. Quartz is yeah. really important. And, of course, quartz is a non-conductor and magnetite is a conductor. When you have conductors and non-conductors, these form a capacitor or a condenser, something that stores up small charges over a period of time to a critical point when it then discharges in a large way. Uh, Another thing about that time of year is that that is the fall here, and of course the leaves are off the trees, so not only do you have better visibility, but as those leaves are deteriorating on the ground, they're producing tannic acid, which is a great electrolyte, which is a good conductor for anything electrical happening within the mountain. Secondly, as before, or actually I should say just right after or during a rainy spell, and that's because... The mountain is full of of little caverns and holes, and as water runs through the mountain, the water passes over those shelves of magnetite and quartz, and it charges them up. That's one of the big charging mechanisms. When the mountain cools and contracts, and, and that contraction is further enhanced by thrust faults, which almost completely encircle the mountain, those layers, they start squeezing together, and they start to discharge. 
And what we determined in our lab experiment was that when several discharges intersect at about an eight-degree angle, those intersections meet up and they start to spin. And when they spin, they create what looks to the naked eye like a little ball of light at the pivot point. And the speed with which that spins determines how it appears in terms of what color uh, or if it can only be seen in the infrared or the ultraviolet, often it will sort of shift in and out of the visible and invisible frequencies. And the plasma that's created is always enhanced if there is more carbon in the air. It gives a fuel, if you will, to the reaction, which is why you can create a little ball of plasma in your microwave if you let a cigarette burn in there. You know, you've probably seen that little, little example. Um, and then the last thing, the KP index is important because when the Earth's magnetic field wobbles, it induces a current that passes through all the planet. Uh, and it, it also determines our distance from the particles coming in from the sun, which is why if you're standing up near the North Pole, you can see the Aurora Borealis so clearly, or the Aurora Australis toward the South Pole. Uh, it's because that as it wobbles, if that shielding field becomes thin enough, it brings you closer to these particles which are bombarding the Earth. And as this field wobbles around and induces a strong current through the Earth in a dynamo effect, that seems to enhance the overall uh, dynamics of places like Brown Mountain, which are natural conductors, places which are close to the surface that are outlets for this electricity to become visible for us. Now, just because many of these lights seem to be the product of a natural phenomenon, that does not discount other paranormal activity, because it may be that a place like Brown Mountain that produces so much energy naturally also triggers other paranormal experiences, uh, that it uh, allows people to see into other realms. Maybe uh, UFOs go there to recharge their batteries or something, you know. So uh, <laughs> this is the core phenomenon, but it does not necessarily explain all other phenomena connected to it. Well, we're going to be breaking for our benefactors in a moment, but I'm going to ask you that question, which is, okay, so tell us about the paranormal elements. We can start here, then pick up on the next segment. Go ahead, please. Okay, uh, well, we could talk a little bit about uh, cryptids, perhaps. In Brown Mountain? Uh, oh, you mean at Brown Mountain? There are some cryptids seen at Brown Mountain, but uh, at Brown Mountain, I think certainly uh, ghosts and UFOs are the most important. Okay, so there have been UFO sightings there, things that can't be oh, identified yeah. as some kind of standard atmospheric or surface phenomenon. I'll tell you what, this is one of the things that we're going to want to explore in more detail. Once again, a reminder, listeners... We're talking about this new Paracast Pro premium service. So many P's, I want to stop popping them. And I welcome your input. News at theparacast.com, news at theparacast.com. Chris and I will go over them and try to come out with something that really represents value and fun to everyone. We have Joshua P. Warren. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast Pro. (laughs) 
Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing Mother's Day special. A beautiful bouquet of two dozen assorted Mother's Day roses with a free glass vase plus a free box of chocolates, all for just $29.99. Just visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code MANY. These two dozen Mother's Day roses are bursting with color. They're the perfect way to show all the moms in your life how much you appreciate them. Two dozen assorted roses guaranteed to stay beautiful for at least seven full days, plus a free glass vase and a free box of chocolates, all for just $29.99. But hurry, this special offer ends Friday. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and it's your last chance to take care of mom. The only way to get your last chance Mother's Day offer is to visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code MANY. Go to proflowers.com, secret code MANY. That's proflowers.com, code MANY. Spring and a new growing season are here. Plant a healthy garden easy and fast with OrganicaSeed.com. Easy because OrganicaSeed.com offers one of the largest online selections of organic, heirloom, non-hybrid, and untreated seeds, as well as tobacco and cotton seeds at low prices. Go to OrganicaSeed.com, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Remember, Organica Seed is healthy seed. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Yes, Chris is a pro. We haven't said at what, but we'll get into that. Joshua's a pro. Hold on. Uh, you know, we return with Chris O'Brien, the co-host, Gene Steinberg, the host in the Paracast. And Chris is about to talk about another pro. Well, I think we kind of got ahead of ahead of ourselves a little bit here, Gene. Joshua, before we go on, and, and I'm just absolutely fascinated with uh, your depth of knowledge. You're a wonderful bridge between the scientific realm, healthily skeptical but open-minded, and the practical, you know, let's get her done, let's get on the ground, let's really organize people, let's, you know, let's really do the work. And we really should have started the show, actually, talking about the League of Energy Materialization and Unexplained Phenomena Research, or LEMUR, which is, you know, one of our working on the grassroots level, having gear, having good consultants, really doing a good job. Why don't you tell us, give us a little background about LEMUR, your involvement, how it started, some of the people that you have involved in, in this whole ongoing process. Absolutely. I created Lemur in 1995, and that's because I realized very quickly that to go out into the field and gather the spectrum of data that would be necessary to look at all the possible variables was going to require people who had much more expertise than myself who could focus on individual areas. And that's, that's one of the great things about paranormal research. You don't have to know everything yourself. You know, you, you, if you don't know something, you just go find somebody who does. And um, that's the value of teamwork. And so I, I have a variety of specialists I've worked with throughout the years on different projects. We specialize in ghostly activity because ghostly activity, in, in one way or another, seems to relate to studying everything else. And I say that because ghost activity is really just about energy, and all things create energy. Yeah, but it's lo- location-specific. That's what I love about it. You can go to a place that has a history and, and even documentation of events, and you have a much better chance of, of zeroing in on a particular location as opposed to running around during a sighting wave trying to document UFOs, for instance. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's one of the toughest things to do is to try to study UFOs. I mean, you feel so helpless. Here we are, these little earthbound souls, you know, gazing up into this infinity, and you see some little light zipping around. You know, what Right. So, okay, let's, let's talk about cutting to the chase. I mean, you really have come up, I think, with a, a very ingenious uh, format to actually look at location-specific phenomena. Continue on how this evolved. Well, um, you know, over the years, we started realizing that looking at energy was the key. That's why LEMUR stands for the League of Energy Materialization and Unexplained Phenomena Research. So we take things that people experience they cannot explain, and we try to look at what energies may be involved. Keeping that open approach has allowed us to see many of these phenomena with fresh eyes from a new perspective. And you know, some of the members we have, uh, one is a professional geologist, one is a surgeon, a very highly acclaimed medical doctor, 
Uh, and then we have guys who are just, you know, engineering technicians. You know, Dean Worsing is an electrician, for example, a man who works with electricity every day in a practical way. Uh, Forrest Connor is an engineer at a, a radio station, you know, and he works on a lot of our audio-oriented stuff. And so, you know, you want to put together a group of people who uh, know how to get their hands dirty and also are good communicators because nine times out of ten, the very first step in knowing that a place is worthy of investigation is having someone report it to you. It, it starts with the human experience. I saw this. I heard that. I felt this. And, you know, ghosts are real at very least in terms of the human experience. And so communication is very, very important. You have to be able to, to begin by putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And then you go out there and, and you, you start building upon that to see to what extent that person's reality overlaps with everybody else's. And that is where data comes in handy as a medium for what's occurring in the environment that might uh, allow us to share some part of the experience with that individual and understand what's happening. So uh, altogether, whether it is you know UFOs or psychic phenomena or, or cryptids or whatever, I mean, I think that we, uh, we, we probably either have the, the best people to go work on it or we can access the best people who are going to take a pretty uh, skeptical approach. And I know that's funny. A lot of people think that skeptical means debunker, but that's not true. There's a big difference between people who go out with the agenda to prove something's not real and people who go out and reserve judgment until all the data is in. Well, we have a big thread. We have a thread on the Paracast right now that is actually about that very subject, defining the difference between a skeptic and a debunker. One of the things that, that I kind of realized while you were um, answering was that languaging is also very important. You need to have a... A, an agreed-upon system of languaging. In other words, if you say something as, as an amateur investigator to a scientist, you have to know that he, you are using a form of languaging that he can properly interpret. Um, you know, obviously, a person that doesn't have a master's or PhD in some particular you know, focused realm of science, uh, they're not going to have the, the quality of languaging that's necessary to communicate on that level. So, languaging, I think, is another area that's super important. And uh, why don't you continue, and then uh, we'll go to uh, some questions that we have from our Paracast Forum uh, viewers. Well, you know, uh, Chris, you are so right about that. I could not agree more. Language is of utmost importance because this may be the single factor that has held research back the most. Um, the fact that people are not able to, to start uh, speaking to each other at the same point. Uh, and I see how some folks in the metaphysical realm, if you will, make this even more complicated by taking what are originally scientific or technical terms and uh, adapting them into metaphysical language. I'll give you an example. Um, some of the people who study vortex energy which is uh, pretty much a psychic endeavor of trying to sense what energy might be spiraling into or out of the earth. Um, yeah, I live in Sedona, so I know about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many of them say that you know you have two types of vortexes. What they call, as a metaphysician, uh, magnetic or electric. 
And what they mean is that a magnetic field is one that is swirling inward and pulls you in with the feminine energy. And electric is swirling out of the earth and sort of the yang masculine energy. Well, now, magnetic and electric mean something completely different to <laughs> an engineer or, or to somebody who's a traditional scientist. Uh, and yeah. it becomes confusing if you have some, you know, some vortex researcher talking about electricity and magnetism next to a guy who who studies you know, how to wire a house or something. And so, yeah, language holds us back because language is the mold that our ideas must conform to, to transport themselves back and forth from person to person. And uh, exactly. it and be clarified, yeah. And, and your point about you know the idea of the vortex and, and scientifically what people are talking about or think they're talking about when they talk about vortexes, you know, and I'm a person that's that's challenged on this all the time. And <laughs> living in Sedona, you know, it's uh, it, it it's pretty interesting. Uh, actually, I live outside of Sedona now, but um, it's pretty interesting encountering people who are totally caught up in the whole idea of this magical, just gorgeous area that has vortexes. And then I have to remind them that out of the five main vortexes, they actually had to move, too, because there wasn't enough parking. I just... <laughs> oh, funny. I love that. that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, we should do a whole show on Sedona sometime. I'll tell you, boy, it could be a real 60 minutes uh, style ec- <laughs> Expose maybe. Um, yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, you know, let's talk about Lemur. Um, you know, how did you devise your protocols? Uh, what were some of your main uh, early cases that really gave you some results that you were able to, you know, dovetail other efforts onto? Why don't you uh, continue? Well, when I was uh, a teenager, I started publishing books. I published uh, my first book when I was fourteen or fifteen. And by the time I was 18, I was working on the first book of Asheville ghost stories. I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I'll tell you uh, what, you're first. starting to sound there like Timothy Green Beckley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, he because he was doing that at like, start. you know, 11, 12 years old. We'll get into that background in a moment. We have Joshua P. Warren. We've been exploring on doing the paranormal research game on the cheap, the MacGyver way, and lots more. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in Paracast Pro. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. What we mean by Paracast Pro, it's something we talked about at the beginning of the show. So you've got to listen again if you missed it. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. Joshua P. Warren joins us. We've been talking about his research techniques, about the people he works with, about some of his discoveries and evidence, but also about the fact that he started publishing books when he was 14. Hmm. Shall we continue? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, when I was uh, 18, I was working on a book of ghost stories about my hometown, Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, amazingly, there had never been a book of ghost stories written uh, about this town. And at the same time, I was contacted by our old venerable historic resort, the Grove Park Inn. And uh, it's the place where you know, all the presidents stay when they come into town, and uh, it kind of reminds people a little bit of The Shining. Uh, and for many decades, they had been haunted by a female ghost called the Pink Lady. And it had always been policy to not discuss the ghost. This was something that was considered frightening for guests. And they uh, finally, due to a change in management, thought it might be appropriate to, to look into whether or not this could be positive for marketing. And so they hired me as the first person ever uh, to investigate the Pink Lady. And so I spent about six months given full access to every nook and cranny and room in this magnificent uh, hotel to, uh, to interview people, to start documenting energy fields. And that really was sort of the origin of Lemur because the property was so massive. Um, I, I needed people to help me every night, you know, document what was happening in this room versus that room versus this tunnel. Uh, and so uh, the book came out, and the Pink Lady was on the cover of the book, and it was a, a big success. And so after that, um, we, we decided to start, you know, focusing on, uh, on other cases, given what we'd learned. And uh, I, I went down to South Carolina. A woman down there said that she was being possessed by some kind of a dark and evil uh, spirit. Now, that is a, a very tricky phenomenon, Nobody knows exactly how to get a handle on this thing called possession. And uh, it was pretty freaky for me as a young man, you know, to go into a situation where a woman was uh, agonizing over being possessed by some kind of dark, violent force. And so, you know, you're wondering, is this person just mentally unstable, you know? Or, well, isn't that a common reason why this person is schizophrenic or something? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and of course, so you never know. It's like, uh, am I the best person who should be coming into this, or should there be a trained uh, psychiatrist or psychologist doing this? Um, but nonetheless, uh, I went down there on a preliminary investigation with a friend of mine, and we were sitting on the couch in her living room, and we were telling her that we had picked up some odd fields, but there wasn't really much that we could see there that we could really, you know, define in terms of what was happening to her. As we looked at her, there was this change in her eyes. You could see that she was displeased uh, to hear that we didn't know exactly what we could do for her. And suddenly this little decorative dub hanging on the wall behind her just exploded off of the wall and hit the floor and broke into pieces. And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. I mean, it was, there was just this immediate tension 
and I'll never forget how bizarre it felt to see this object come off this wall. And it did you like have it, cameras and, and tape recorders rolling at that point? Or? And no, at that time I did not, and that's why I said, okay. I was so disappointed that I didn't capture that. I said, we're coming back here with cameras, and we're not going to leave until we get something on video. And we achieved that. Oh. Yeah. We went back down there um, less than a month later with a bunch of people, a bunch of cameras. And at one point, we had a tri-filled Model 1 meter set up in a bedroom where a lot of the activity had been occurring. And Brian Irish, was he was our imaging specialist. He was in there uh, rolling video next to me. And all of a sudden, this tri-filled meter sitting in the corner on the electromagnetic thumb setting squealed. And the needle went all the way up to the maximum reading on the scale. And then right there, clearly on camera, you can see this meter is knocked forward and then up on its side. Two perpendicular lines of motion there. Boom, boom. And, and, and nobody's hands were near it. There was no, nobody near the table. How far away were the nearest uh, witnesses to this? Ten feet away. I was right there next to wow. Brian Irish, and we were about ten feet away. This was sitting on a chair. There was nobody near it. But oh, I love she, it. Oh, this is she, great. Yeah, she was nearby. Uh, and, and she just walked with the glint in her eye, if I remember. What role? I mean, what connection do you see between her, the change in her look, and then the almost? It sounds like almost immediate uh, manifestation of of effect. I mean, do you, do you feel that she was somehow involved in the manifestation uh, phenomenal aspect of this, or, or was she responding to what was coming in and creating the effect? In other words, well, well, what do you think? From what we saw on our end, I think that she was subconsciously creating these telekinetic effects. That you yeah. know, in my book, How to Hunt Ghosts, I define broadly poltergeist phenomena as right. ghostly phenomena that occurs in the presence of one or more particular people. Regardless of whether or not there was something possessing this woman, I definitely feel like that she was producing an energy field that was affecting the environment and causing these objects to move that way. Wow. I mean, if I was starting out uh, in the position that you were at that, at that time uh, in your process and had a case like that, that would really make me take a step back and be really careful how I interpreted data uh, from subsequent uh, investigations, which obviously, Joshua, that's what you've done. You know, speaking with you briefly when I met you in Sedona and then you know, speaking with Micah, um, who has worked with you closely over the years uh, as a protege of sorts, you know, I'm really impressed with the work that you guys are doing down there. And your new book, I think, is a perfect tool for an aspiring investigator to get involved in this, organize, uh, you know, really learn, do your research, uh, get up to speed, uh, create a common uh, maybe primitive languaging scientifically so that you can approach scientists, know how to talk to them about your data, get them involved in your process, get some legitimacy. Uh, this could be a wonderful grassroots groundswell approach. And, and you know, again, I, I think I've, I've thanked you and applauded you more than any guest that we've had on this show, Joshua. And, I'm, I'm not and you know what? If you continue applauding people, you know, the microphone is going to bust. Well, that, that is just wonderful because, to me, uh, that, was, that was what was important. That was the intention 
because I feel like that if you just give people a simple access point so that they can just take what they already have and go out there and see firsthand for themselves that these effects are tangible, that they are palpable, that there is something here to investigate, then they will have the enthusiasm and the peaked curiosity needed to determine how much further to go in the field. And uh, I, I have no doubt that in 10 years uh, you'll be interviewing somebody who has discovered something fantastic. And, uh, and he'll say, yeah, I didn't know anything about this, but, you know, I got this poor man's paranormal, and I learned a few techniques, and that started me, and that's all I want is to get people started simply down the right path. Yeah. So, like a former co-host on the show uh, said to me on my first appearance here as a guest, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't lose Ooh, it because it, I understand it's it, contagious, this disease. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it. This is great. Uh, everybody on the forums, take notes, and I want to hear after class what you think. We're going to see after this show comes out, probably when you get back from your investigative trip, Chris, exactly right. what our listeners thought about it, whether they have better ideas, because we need better ideas, not just I don't believe that. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't buy any of that. Go away. Leave me alone. Because what's the point of the show if we're not going to – Make people curious, have intriguing mysteries, that sort of thing. Joshua P. Warren presenting Intriguing Mysteries, How to Explore the Paranormal on the Cheap. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. When making important financial decisions, you should always know the facts. That's why Midas Resources is willing to pay you to read the facts. Midas Resources, a team of hand-picked financial specialists with decades of financial experience who are ready to provide you with state-of-the-art, up-to-date financial services. Midas Resources offers a host of services and stands behind their products. In fact, if you call and order their free Midas report, Midas Resources will pay you. This detailed report will provide you with financial history on the safest and most profitable areas to invest in. If you read the report, Midas Resources will send you a free Walking Liberty Silver Half Dollar. So what are you waiting for? Get the facts and call Midas Resources toll-free at 888-292-2709. That's 888-292-2709. And remember, if you read the Midas report, you'll receive a free Walking Liberty Silver Half Dollar.
you own a septic system or if you're facing costly septic system replacement, this message is for you. When you want to stop paying for pump outs and avoid backups, when you've had enough of the foul odors and costly repairs, use BioSafe One Septic Solution. Now there's an easy-to-use, 100% guaranteed answer to all your septic system problems. BioSafe One Septic Solution. BioSafe One is patented and made specifically for all septic systems and made by the same team of scientists who help clean up the Exxon Valdez oil spill. BioSafe One decontaminates and removes sludge, stops costly pump-outs and repairs, and removes septic system stench, all with a 100% success rate. See what gives BioSafe One Septic Solution the advantage over any other septic product at BioSafeOne.com. That's B-I-O-S-A-F-E-O-N-E.com. BioSafeOne.com. Or call toll-free 1-866-424-6663. That's 1-866-424-6663. BioSafe One, the guaranteed, bio-friendly, money-saving way to clean your septic system. Dr. David Berry has provided excellent advice for all those interested in practical economics and sound money. It's certainly worth reading. That's what Congressman Ron Paul said about Cha-Ching Wisdom, 123 Practical Universal Truths About Money, the new book by Dr. David Berry. The cool part of this book, certainly it'll speak to you personally, your life, your lifestyle, your, your money, your investments, but it also can be generalized into the nation, what's going on as a nation. We do these same things as, personally that we do as a nation. Dr. Berry's book, Cha-Ching Wisdom, presents many facets of your relationship with the once almighty dollar and how current national and international politics affect your daily life. Some of the other things are, are about that. They're not just uh, economic, they're philosophical. There's psychology involved in this book. There's philosophy involved in this book. Read Cha-Ching Wisdom by Dr. David Barry, only $9.95, available at chachingwisdom.com. That's C-H-A-C-H-I-N-G wisdom.com. Chachingwisdom.com. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com Chris was about to say Paracast Pro and we might go in that direction as you heard at the beginning of the show we're looking into a premium service with chat rooms, special forums, special blogs, stuff like that. We'll get into more of that over the weeks as the planning progresses. We welcome your opinions. Joshua P. Warren joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg with Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Chris, have we gotten to a point yet when we could start asking questions from our listeners? Unfortunately, uh, because uh, Joshua was announced as a guest uh, with only a couple of days of warning, we haven't had a chance to really, you know, accumulate the uh, number of questions we normally do. But one thing that was actually uh, I had a, a, a question about and somebody pointed up, uh, Titer001 uh, pointed out that there is an investig- a ghost investigator team, of course, uh, who are famous for their work at the Amityville Horror, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Is there any relation? Is that like Uncle Ed or Aunt Lorraine? Are you uh, related to them, and have you worked with them at all? 
Uh, no, actually, I'm asked that question quite often, but uh, there is no I relation. I did meet Lorraine Warren a couple years ago. She's a very sweet lady. I met her at a conference, and uh, a few times I have interviewed John Zappas, whom I believe might be their nephew or something like that, on my radio program. But uh, nope, no relation, just one of those names that uh, apparently attracts the paranormal. We have a Frank Warren, too, who's a UFO investigator. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're not right. related to him either. Nope, no relation. Okay. I'm the only one in the family. <laughs> okay. The black sheep, as it were. From Hot Soup, he's uh, actually a recent you know, member of the forum. He asks an interesting question. I'm, I'm asked this a lot, and I'm actually very curious at what your response will be. Uh, while researching, has there ever been an idea or concept that really has shook you to the bone? bordering paranoia because perhaps what you are you have been investigating may prove real with further steps to uncover the truth perhaps a personal experience that really has you shaken in your boots metaphorically maybe literally well, i think that the time that i felt the most out of my skin in a way you know uh, was when i went down to myrtle's plantation in st francisville louisiana and i got to spend a night in this big old plantation house uh, is it me or is it memory? <laughs> and uh, I was in the General David Bradford suite, and there uh, was no television, no telephone. I mean, the only way you would know you weren't living in the 1700s was you know, they had electrical lights and there was a, a toilet. Other than that, I mean, uh, it, I couldn't get a good cell phone signal, and uh, it was storming like crazy outside. And about 10 o'clock at night, something started pounding on my wall. I knew that I was the only person there, but I went out and checked and made sure, and you know, nobody else was there. And I had my video camera rolling. And I walked back inside. I said, is there someone here? Boom, boom, boom. And it came again on the wall. And even then, I said, if there is someone in this room, will you please do that again? Boom, boom, boom. At that moment, the realization set in upon me that there is something in this room with me that is invisible to me, yet is conscious and aware and interactive. And that was a very unsettling feeling because you feel very helpless at that moment. And this began about a four-hour session of me asking whatever this thing was to, to tap or pound on different objects in the room and it complying. This went on to the point where I finally had to go to sleep because I had to get up early the next morning to do a TV shoot. That was why I was sent there. I, I was lying there trying to sleep, and this thing was banging on the headboard. And so as this thing continued pounding on the walls, it was unsettling to me to know there was something you know, conscious and, and, and aware and interactive there in the room. Yeah, so it was it was unsettling to know that there was something in this room that was conscious, aware, interactive, but I couldn't see it. And in fact, if you go to uh, YouTube and just type in my name in something like Alone in America's Most Haunted Bedroom, you'll see some of this footage. And uh, that was, you know, that was unsettling because it just strikes at that basic fear uh, of the unknown, you know, not knowing precisely what's going to happen next, even though I never felt threatened or anything. And then, you know, there was a time when I saw a misty apparitional form in the attic of a house. I touched it. 
Uh, I was able to photograph it, and yet that was not particularly scary because I just didn't know what I was looking at. And uh, it was it was actually uh, one of those moments where time seemed to stop, and you feel almost like a caveman looking at fire for the first time. But uh, I do think there are occasions when, you know, investigating mysterious phenomena can make you paranoid because certainly we have many examples of government agencies investigating people uh, who have been researching something considered paranormal. I mean, Nick Redfern has published whole books showing, you know, FBI files now declassified. Right. Uh, we have starting. Nick on very often. He's one of our guest co-hosts. Yeah, and, sure. and, and government officials are spending money to follow people around to do paranormal research. And so, yeah, there are times when you get a little paranoid and you wonder if uh, somebody who's following you around and taking pictures is uh, more than just the media. We should mention here that we've had a little paranormal event ourselves. <laughs> Normally, we talk with Chris on an online connection called Skype, providing a really crisp, clean network connection, okay? Well, just when you start telling this little story, Joshua... We started losing the connection with Chris. And finally, we're talking to him on his telephone, on his landline, hoping that is more reliable. Is it, Chris? Gene, I should probably, you know, kind of mention the trickster here, Gene, but uh, I'd reveal myself as a member of the trickster fan club, so I won't. Well, it might be that the aliens are visiting your locale, and they want to find out what's going on. No, it's the debunkers on, on forums.theparacast.com. They're after me. They found me. Now what do I do? What you do is you fight back. You have yeah, a cell phone, you have phone. a landline, they can't get rid of you. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry about the delay, Joshua. Um, oh, that's seriously, funny. this has never happened before. Um, we've had a few little minor issues, but all we have to do is, you know, just restart uh, Skype and, and everything's fine. But, uh, you know, what can you do? Uh, you just have to go with the flow and um, accumulate quality data, analyze it properly, and expand your team of professionals, you know, get scientists involved, get other investigators who have been in the field longer than you have involved. Um, you know, again, I think I started developing the problems with my particular connection today when I started plotting uh, your approach. And let's see if they, uh, if they can take out my landline. Uh, Joshua, really, again, um, I've said this more times on this program than any others, this is really important work that you're doing. You're an absolute inspiration to me and others. Uh, the more word we can get out about this very uh, effective grassroots approach, um, at least effective sounding in its design, um, you know, I think the, the quicker we're going to move this whole ball down the field. I really do. And we're going to move this whole ball down the field a little bit more. We're talking to Joshua P. Warren. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg, and this <laughs> disembodied person is going to say this is... Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the Earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. 
plus a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. <clears throat> Sore throat? Spray that with Dermatol. <coughs> Diaper rash? Spray that with Dermatol. Ouch! Burn or cut? Spray that with Dermatol for shockingly fast relief. If you had room for only one first aid product in your preparedness kit, you need Dermatol because it works on almost every skin irritation or injury. All natural Dermatol brings amazing relief to burns, cuts, scrapes, bites, boils, shingles, rashes, elderly skin tears, even chronic diabetic ulcers and bed sores. Dermatol is an all natural antimicrobial, antiviral, and antifungal wound cleanser that speeds healing with no side effects, is safe for all ages and skin types, and is even safe enough to spray on sore throats or onto sore eyes. Read our many testimonials at Dermatol.com spelled D-E-R-M-A-T-O-L.com Order online at Dermatol.com or call 800-217-6677 That's 800-217-6677 Effective, efficient, economical Spray it all with Dermatol We all need to prepare ourselves You might have the food, water, gold and silver, but ask yourself Are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy Clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We return, somewhat crippled, but none the worse for wear. Every time Chris O'Brien, our co-host on the Paracast, attempts to communicate with us via his normal network method, he's knocked offline. So we're struggling with 
a traditional land line. But then we're talking with Joshua P. Warren, our guest on the phone. Chris, any more questions from our Paracast forum? The two questions that we had uh, related, uh, the first two questions related to uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, the second question was, you know, what was that instance in your investigative process early on that sort of that, that changed your uh, view of uh, what you were dealing with. I, I have mine. I know a lot of investigators um, have theirs. What investigations have inspired you to follow up hypotheses or, you know, sort of suspicions that you have about what you're dealing with out there in the field? I mean, ha- has there been a crucial case that's, that's given you that replication of data, for instance? Uh, you want to take that one? Yeah, well, you know, I um, so far have not seen a case that has reliably given me the evidence to say if you go into this back bedroom on November 3rd uh, at midnight, <laughs> old man withers, will glide forth from the closet, you know, I'm waiting for that. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you know, I certainly have found that there are certain factors that are valuable. I mean, humidity plays right. a role yeah. in many of these cases. It does. You know, uh, yeah, and having, the change of uh, humidity, weather system, uh, systems like low pressure coming into high pressure um, or vice versa, and that change of humidity, I found, not only produces wind, uh, which doesn't blow, by the way, uh, listeners, it sucks, um, it also it, it creates a very interesting um, electrical environment occasionally, especially in desert areas where um, lowering of humidity will will give you the more potential for static discharge and other things. Um, why don't you continue? You're down in the southeast where humidity is an ever-present thing. Um, I'm in the desert where we kind of aspire towards humidity. What do you find uh, in terms of humidity in a humid environment? Well, you know, it's funny because, okay, for example, right now I'm talking to you in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's uh, 50% humidity in my house. And uh, that's pretty substantial. And you find that, you know, in an area like western North Carolina that is mountainous and wooded, um, most of the activity seems to pick up when the humidity gets low, you know, say 30% or below. Now, of course, out in Arizona, you know, there are many occasions when it's, you know, 10 or 15%. Um, so, I mean, that enhances it. But right. what's odd is that there are some places where it can be extremely humid, and yet the activity is still prevalent, like in right. New Orleans, New Orleans or in Puerto Rico. Automatically spring to mind. Yeah, and the way to understand that is, is very simple. Generally speaking, the lower the humidity, the lower the amount of energy can be for the electrical manifestation to occur. But the higher the humidity the more powerful the manifestation must be to occur. And that right, like a, lightning, like a lightning bolt coming from absolutely. a low-pressure system with lots, with, uh, lots of humidity. And, and the interaction uh, between dry and wet, for instance, in a catastrophic sense, produces hurricanes. And it produces more specifically tornadoes, which have been ravaging uh, you know, the southeast and, and parts of the Midwest here the last uh, you know, week or two. So... So you, you, what you're suggesting then is that if we can detect these minute changes in a location-specific environment, we may be able to anticipate uh, manifestations of what are you know, considered paranormal effects. 
Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be able to measure something happening at a location that has a lot of humidity, that's a powerful manifestation. And so it's going to be very easy to pick it up and a lot more if you can lower the humidity at that area. And so uh, frequently when uh, I go into a haunted place, uh, I will request that the air conditioning or whatever else be turned on so the humidity is lowered. Right. Uh, and also I'll bring in electrostatic devices like Van de Graaff machines right. or Wimshurst generators um, to start uh, mixing up the ions in the air. And Have you ever tried fun- using an ozonator like those commercial uh, odor uh, removers? Those big ozone units that uh, you can you can rent, and they say, "Don't be in the room while this thing's operating." Have you ever uh, attempted to do an investigation uh, by ozonating uh, the space, for instance? Yes, I have, and those are great as well. I mean, they're not as good as a Van de Graaff machine, but uh, they're a lot easier to use. I mean, for somebody who's not familiar with how to use uh, a mechanical electrostatics device. Um, Especially certainly. a scary one like that. I mean, you feel like uh, you're Count Dracula or something, or Frankenstein. Being Dr. Frankenstein. But sure, you know, anything you can use to sort of make the environment more unstable is going to provide those flexible building blocks that uh, could be molded into some type of a form for interaction. How, how about sonically? One of the things that I've been really fascinated with, uh, working with Michael Esposito, who's uh, an EVP expert uh, based out of the Chicago area, one of the things that we've devised is an idea to go in and, and harmonically disturb the environment. In other words, take uh, specific tones that are uh, disharmonious to one another um, that create um, you know, acoustic standing waves that, that aren't comfortable. In other words, hitting the wrong note with the wrong note and taking uh, tuning forks, for instance, and vibrating the, the structure of the building with disharmonious frequencies to try to provoke whatever it is in there to, uh, to respond to, to something that maybe uh, it just, it, it, it's not within the flow. I mean, I know emotional situations with investigators where there's anger, where there's any sort of friction, for instance, can, uh, has a tendency in cases to provoke something to happen, uh, and, and that's popularized and sensationalized on TV with, with the many plethora of ghost, ghost shows out there, but have you ever tried acoustic disharmony generation? Um, for instance, going into a tuberculosis hospital and, and flicking big lighters or, or broadcasting the sounds of iron lung machines, things, things that uh, run counter to what you would intuitively think um, is operative there. Um, Have have you tried any acoustic-type experiments? Yeah, absolutely. And In fact, uh, we not only have tried uh, tuning fork methods that are reminiscent of the film adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's From Beyond, uh, where you're trying to sort of rattle the environment and, and change its frequency, but also we've done things that are a bit more traditional. For example, we have gone into the uh, Capitol building of North Carolina in Raleigh and played uh, songs from the Civil War, you know, whether it's uh, Dixie or... Oh, or man, that. you're mean, dude. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and uh, and what we have found is that um, it is it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, sometimes you get a great reaction, but it's it's not been consistent, and I think that's right. simply because we. Um, we probably need to put a little bit more power into it because I'm a big uh, fan of, of researching what many call sacred geometry, that the very design of a building itself is going to determine how that energy, whether it's acoustic or otherwise, is channeled through the structure of the building. Well, well it's, it's more harmonically conducive for that type of activity um, if you're going into Reims Cathedral, you know, and projecting sound, you're going to have a lot different response, at least I think theoretically, than you would if you went into, uh, you know, your average ranch home, um, in, you know, outside of some trailer park. Uh, obviously, uh, the environment, how it's constructed, the materials, um, the actual design itself. Um, for instance, Lindisfarne Chapel, uh, where I lived for many years in Crestone, is considered one of the preeminently manufactured, designed uh, sacred uh, spaces. I'll and, tell you uh, what, we'll get into more sacred spaces and deal with our disembodied co-host, Chris O'Brien, on a landline because his network has failed him. Why? Another mystery to confront. Joshua P. Warren joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. You're in. Somewhere in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Do you suffer from adrenal fatigue? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings can deposit into your kidneys and adrenals and cause them to lose up to 60% of their functional capacity? I've had first-hand experience with the damage mercury can do to the body. I've made it a life's work to figure out what went wrong after I got two large mercury fillings put into my teeth. I also know the most effective means by which the body can remove mercury. It has to do in large part with how well your liver functions and how much glutathione your cells produce. The number one superfood that supports optimal levels of glutathione is cold-processed whey protein from grass-fed cows. One World Whey is unheated whey protein from grass-fed cows. It is the most bioactive, undenatured whey protein on the market. People are reporting health improvements from this one product that I've not seen in 20 years of clinical nutritional practice. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Welcome back. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us, news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. Disembodied but still here for our final segment with Joshua P. Warren, learning about paranormal investigation on the cheap and otherwise. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Chris, this is just getting fascinating. Joshua, we got to have you on for another show. We're just getting warmed up, guy. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, I really, again, I you just stimulate so much thinking in me uh, with your work. You know, you're a real inspiration. I, I really want to share that inspiration with uh, you know, our growing, vast Paracast audience out there. And... You know, we were before we went to the break. We were talking about the actual acoustic properties of sacred spaces, uh, for instance, cathedrals or um, even even natural sites like Red Rocks, for instance. Anybody has who's ever been to a concert at Red Rocks Amphitheater outside of Denver knows that that is a natural sacred space in terms of of listening to to sounds produced there. I think acoustics is an element of paranormal investigation that is that deserves more attention and I think a little bit more effort and energy in terms of monitoring spaces. 
one of the projects I'm looking at uh, going up to the San Luis Valley, which I'll be on my way when the show is broadcast, is um, a project. Uh, Michael Persinger up in Sudbury has a lab with uh, uh, several individuals, and one of the things that they're looking at is actually recording, going to sacred sites and recording the quality of the silence there. To me, that is so zen. That that's so like you know reversing the equation and looking at the end and then working back to this, you know, from the singularity back. And I really think that this is a fruitful avenue. And uh, to to hear that you went into the capital of South Carolina and recorded Civil War tunes uh, yeah, and played them and then recorded the results, I, that's ingenious. And we need out-of-the-box thinking like this. Let me get off the pulpit and the soapbox and let you, uh, let you uh, kind of sum up uh, your work for our listeners and give us some ideas of where we need to go with this. Uh, you know, what are the next steps that we can do? Uh, you know, you, obviously your book, Paranormal for the Poor Man Who Can't Afford the Gear, I think is really important. Where are we going from here? Well, one thing that we must do is help to educate the general public about the fact that some of the smartest people, the cosmologists and physicists out there, have shown us that there is now a mathematical support system for much of what was once considered the paranormal. And uh, that, you know, there are examples presented as early as the 1800s by a mathematician named Edwin Abbott that you can find illustrated by Carl Sagan on a YouTube video, if you just type in Carl Sagan in Dimensions, that shows that uh, if, if we were two-dimensional creatures living in a place called Flatland, and a third dimensional creature entered that second dimension that he would sort of appear uh, out of nowhere as some type of weird object that would change shapes and then disappear and uh, he would be able to pass in and out of walls and do all these odd things that would freak out somebody who lived in flatland in the two dimensions but would also seem very ghostly and if the scientists are correct who say there are at least 11 different dimensions. Some of what we are seeing here are interactions between ourselves and our three, if not four, dimensions, and some of these other beings and phenomena that are kind of slipping in and out. And when this happens, however, there are distinct changes that take place with the electromagnetic environment, the electrostatic environment, the acoustic environment, um, and, and of course many other uh, physical aspects here of creatures that one minute are standing there looking at you and the next minute have vanished into the ether. They may leave footprints there and that pathway and that trail suddenly ends right in mid-stride. And what we have to do is collect a comprehensive database using some type of cohesion here and then connect the dots to see what makes the most sense. And uh, step one is taking this out of the realm of mere anecdote and giving it some type of a foundation within hard scientific data. The data that we can relate to that overlaps with all of our um, senses of reality and uh, that's why I'm hoping that you know poor man's paranormal and similar things that we do and shows like yours will give people that medium that format they need to be able to get out there and take this to the next level of understanding and the funny thing is as soon as we understand it it'll become normal 
Nobody will think twice about it, and we'll move on to a new mystery. An interesting question arises, Joshua, and that is, will we ever gain that understanding? I mean, with the UFO field, we've been knocking around that field in the modern era since the late 1940s, and we really haven't gone anywhere. So can we really expect a revelation or a resolution in our lifetimes? Well, I don't think anybody knows the answer to that, but I definitely think that we can expect to know more in our lifetimes. I mean, I know more now than I did five years ago, and a lot of that is by simply paying attention to what's happening in the scientific environment. I mean, very few people realized that last year, uh, for perhaps the first time ever at the University of Santa Barbara, physicists were able to observe a quantum effect in a macroscopic object. They took a metal paddle that was large enough to be seen by the naked eye and uh, documented it being both still and moving at the same time. So if indeed we now have proof that these little effects that we used to exclusively put into the quantum realm can happen within the realm that you and I are living in and perceiving, well, suddenly this might be a huge revelation for explaining much of what otherwise was considered impossible or paranormal. And so we need to make sure that uh, we, we stay on top of those developments because every new development helps us place into better context the human experience. And education, as you point out, I think is, is paramount. People need to have it. If, if they're going to read your book and go out there into the field, they need a basic understanding and they need to be educated and be at a, at a predictable level of languaging so that they can go ahead and communicate the, their findings uh, you know, to people like yourself and, and science uh, in general. I, I think we're living, uh, you know, that, that fabled Chinese curse of may you live in interesting times. I think things are really ramping up. We're really speeding up. We're, we're headlong towards some sort of singularity of understanding. You know, data will be, uh, you know, doubling itself. I think uh, right now we're at about three or four days. Uh, information is doubling. In the next year, we're really going to be racing headlong towards something. And the more people we have up to speed, educated, and willing to put the little extra time it takes to document their findings into a, a you know a forum such as the Paracast or, or such as Lemur and, and other organizations that, that are working you know under the radar but 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 really making headway and organizing people in a grassroots way, moving this thing forward, providing solutions to age-old mysteries. I, I at least you know solutions to investigate these mysteries. I, I think this is really good. And I can't wait to have you back on the show again, Joshua. This has really been great. This is a really good introduction into a a whole conversation that we could have about this. The book is called Poor Man's Paranormal, a manual on using household items to document ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and psychic activity right now. It's the MacGyver method, as we mentioned. Where can we find more information about the things that you write about and research, Joshua P. Warren? Uh, the best place is my website, joshuapwarren.com. Uh, there is no period after the P, uh, but if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a variety of free videos there and uh, information to support most of what we've discussed on the show. Works for me. Chris O'Brien, we're working on rebuilding your site, but tell right. our listeners where they can find more about the things you're up to. 
Hey, it's OurStrangePlanet.com. OurStrangePlanet.com. And Chris is, by the way, one of the happy moderators at the PowerCast forums at forum.powercast.com. Join up there, and we give you a chance to ask questions of future guests, but we're also discussing our new PowerCast Pro premium service. More good stuff like that. Thanks, Chris. Our guest, Joshua P. Warren, thank you for joining us this week on the PowerCast. Hey, thank you both. It's been a great pleasure. I look forward to next time. The PowerCast is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the PowerCast.